What up, Blood Family? Hayes here. And Nini. Gonna be streaming uh, Lisa Cabrera's latest content. Ladies and gentlemen, look like Kyrie Irving is in advanced talk with a black shoemaker. SIA. And man, I am happy. And I don't blame him for making this decision because, see, what Nike has shown is you can't be free to do whatever you want on your own time. All Kyrie did was send out a link and Nike took it upon themselves to pull the contract. And then we saw what Adidas, and you know, we saw what Adidas did with Kanye. So why would he go with the Giants? Why? Why? You got a black shoemaker that's not going to concern themselves with what he does on his own time. And it's an opportunity for this company to really make their mark out here in an industry that have been dominated by just a few sneaker giants. So congratulations. I'm glad they're in advanced talk. So this looks really promising. So SIA Collective is a new brand and it's going to be new to a lot of us. But like I said, I don't blame him for going into, in this direction. You sign up with Adidas. Adidas already showed you what you know what they'll do. You know, they really hold the purse strings, and they're letting you know you do one thing we don't like, one thing, and we're going to pull this contract. If they didn't have in their contract that you can't post a link or do anything on social media, he really can sue them. Was that in the contract, Nike? That's what I'm saying. Was it? All of them. Sue them all. So, I was suing just on GP. Let's get on with this story. Kyrie Irving reportedly in advance talked with shoe company. SIA Collective for a new sneaker deal. Hey, this is wonderful. And you know who confirmed it, y'all? Music Soul Child. Y'all know who he is. Oh, music. I actually love his music. Me too. All right. So Kyrie is making moves oh. to step away from the shadows of Nike. Since the enforcement split, Irving has taken to the court with taped over Nike sneakers with explicit messaging that stated he's looking for a new brand deal. Platinum R&B singer Music Soul Child recently caught up with TMZ when he was spotted wearing a pair of Croc-inspired foam sneakers. 
TMZ inquired about the brand, which led to music soul child to share where a pair came from a black owned shoe company called SIA Collective. SIA, which stands for somewhere in America is owned by a black business owner by the name of Devlin Carter. Mm -hmm. According to its Instagram, SIA Collective has around 400,000 supporters. In conversation, Soul Child made a point to share the shoe company is based in Oakland and is currently in deep negotiations with Irving on a new sneaker deal. Soul Child said. So that's great. So uh, neither Irving or Devlin has spoken up about this. Soul Child also pointed out that there is not, uh, you know, this whole thing is just not official yet. But he does think the partnership will be great for both parties. I think so, too. I think that will be an awesome decision. Good. So I'm definitely going to keep up with the story. Once they make the announcement that the deal is final, I'll come back with another video. This is great news. This is great news. I'm glad he went in this direction. I'm going to go and check out. I'm going to check SIA collectives and see what type of sneakers they have. You know, to be honest with you, I have never taken a look at their products. So this will give me an opportunity to look and see what they have out there on the market already. So good for Kyrie, good for SIA collective. I hope this is a long contract and a successful one for both of them. I mean, you know already their sales are going to skyrocket once they have out signature sneakers with Kyrie Irving's name on it. Oh, man. Their sales are going to go through the roof. They may not be as well-known as a Nike or Puma or New Balance, but I think when this all is said and done, they will be. I love when things come together. Y'all gonna have to tell me what you think. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell and I'll see you on the next video. Peace, family.
want to hit you. I don't want none you just of that. Everybody knows how every single holiday season is now disrupted. It seems like ever since we got past 2019, every single year has a major disruption. If it's not a then it's the weather um, like we see today. This is a perfect example. I mean, the winds have been fierce. Then we had the pandemic in 2020. And now look at where we are today. Every year there's major disruptions. In 2020, a lot of flights were still grounded. Remember all much the flights like that got grounded, grounded during the lockdown? And people could not really fly at all to too many places. Then we had 2021. It was disrupted by staff shortages at the airport. One of the staff was sick. Too many people were sick and they had to cancel thousands of flights. How much? And uh, now is it still you got this major storm no. that's covering 80% of the country. Which one you and as of this morning when I looked at the articles, over 6,000 flights have been canceled, which means a lot of these people are not even going to make it to their destinations on time. And I, you know, when the Most High says 400 years, that's exactly what he meant. These folks have not seen a smooth holiday in years now. And, you know, before I went to bed last night, I had gotten a pop-up message that all state offices would be closed today due to the upcoming storm. And, you know, it, it has gone downhill from 2019. So when he said 400 years, you're not going to get a second longer. I'm going to go ahead and play this audio for you from the Wall Street Journal. Airlines cancel thousands of flights as severe weather disrupts travel. High winds, dangerously cold temperatures and snow make it more difficult today as planes runways by Allison Sider December 23rd 2022 10:59 a.m. Eastern Time airlines nixed over 3,000 more flights on Friday with a severe winter storm upending travel during some of the busiest travel days ahead of the Christmas holiday more than 6,000 flights to and from and within the U.S. have been scrapped since Wednesday according to FlightAware a flight tracking site the disruptions following the storm's eastward trajectory Friday. Bitter cold in the Midwest, high winds from Boston to Atlanta, and snow and ice in the Pacific Northwest posed fresh challenges for airline operations Friday. Airports in New York, Detroit, Chicago, Portland, and Seattle all faced high numbers of cancellations. The storm's arrival during a bustling and stressful holiday week interrupts would have been a period of relative calm. Airlines had struggled with a rapid rebound in travel appetite earlier in the year, provoking criticism from lawmakers and regulators, but had taken steps to stabilize operations. 
Airline said it wasn't just heavy snow, but high winds and dangerously cold temperatures that were likely to create problems, making it more difficult to days planes, keep runways clear, and creating hazards for employees who work outside of airports. Alaska Air Group Incorporated said forecasts of freezing rain in Portland and Seattle Thursday night and Friday could cause more problems. Freezing rain can slow operations significantly or bring them to a halt, as it takes longer to clear a plane of ice than snow, the carrier said. Airlines began encouraging customers to book themselves onto earlier flights and make preemptive cancellations before the storm hit in an effort to avoid stranding passengers and employees. That helped some passengers keep to holiday plans. Tony Kutzler was traveling from Billings, Montana, to Florida to make it to a cruise. A series of delays and canceled connections threatened the trip. A Delta Gate agent was able to help this group find a new flight from Salt Lake City to Fort Lauderdale. Many were still scrambling to try to reschedule or chart new courses as disruptions continued to mount. Cassidy Hooven and her partner moved their flight out of Denver from Friday to Wednesday in hopes of avoiding the storm. The flight didn't make it out, but after they got off the plane, their checked luggage remained on board. I've spent much of the day trying to reschedule, receive refunds, and ultimately find my checked luggage, she said Thursday. She booked another flight to Columbus, Ohio, Friday on a different airline, but wasn't sure it would take off. Yadiel Plasencia has been trying to make it home to Northern California since Wednesday, but got stuck in Orlando due to a number of cancellations and delays and multiple efforts at rebooking. Over the course of some 12 hours at the Orlando airport Thursday, she watched as more flights were canceled, closing off possible routes home. She boarded a flight to Salt Lake City Thursday evening, but after a delay, missed her connecting flight. She is booked on another flight Friday morning. She said, I've never missed the holidays. I'm my mom's only daughter. I've always helped her cook. Write to Allison Sider at allison.sider at wsj.com. Updates to follow as news develops. Y'all think about this. You know, C, the flu, and RSV is already skyrocketing in the country. Can you imagine how bad it's going to get after all of this holiday travel? You know, our Heavenly Father was very serious. Once that 400 years ends, it's never going to be the same again. And we have never seen it go back to 2019 levels since. It is really gone. It's really gone. It's just downhill from there. And as you can see, I just see this because I, I do videos every single season and Every single season, thousands of flights are canceled, thousands of delays. I mean, it, it's turned, it, this is really turning into the norm, for real. And we've seen how massive the storms have been this year. Places flooding, hurricanes, and all kinds of weather destruction. And now look at this. I just took a peek out 
while the audio from the Wall Street Journal was playing, it's snow, wind. I mean, the wind is blowing so hard, the windows are shaking and the snow is just blowing everywhere. And it was already wet outside from rain. It rained last night, it rained most of yesterday. And if we go down to eight degrees, all of this is gonna be frozen when we wake up in the morning here. And I'm just hearing about the weather all over the country. That's, it's really bad. And it's going to be like this for us through the entire weekend. We don't go back to normal temperatures until towards the end of next week. So this is several days of real cold weather. But y'all, please tell me what you think, especially if you also notice how the holiday season gets disrupted every year. And, and um, one of my son's friends work at a local department store. And he was telling him hardly nobody came in on Black Friday and he's never seen it that way. And I remember I reported on that. Now, some places, yes, had a crowd. It wasn't that way consistently across the country, but a lot of places that are used to crowds didn't see the crowds this year at all. So things are definitely not the same as we move forward. And if you also remember Times Square right after um, the pandemic, you know, the lockdown, they had it, but remember the celebrities, they performed with no crowd. When have we ever seen that, you know? But we're gonna see a lot of things we never seen before. So buckle up y'all, because I have a feeling 2023, it's gonna get even more real up in here. Please leave your comment and subscribe. Okay. Don't forget to hit on the notification bell. And this I'll see you bad. on the next video. It looks like a real Peace. Bad. Shout out all the people that has been rocking and donating, supporting me on this channel from day one. I love y'all just as much as y'all love me. I know the algorithm is not sending y'all out notifications. You know, my numbers is down. I'm out here looking bad on these YouTube streets. And 
That's only for the simple fact YouTube is like most jobs. They feel some kind of way when you take too much time off. So a little bit of time I took off kind of affected how these people are sending like child notifications. But during the course of time, y'all will see it on your timeline. So when you see my name is Brock Report, just click on the button. And family, go back and watch a couple of these videos and just hit the like button so we can get this algorithm jumping. You don't even have to watch the whole video. Watch a minute or two, hit the like button, and then get up out of this game. You feel me? Get me. Now, champion, I'm going to move on to the story. Because one thing about it, you know, drop talk about it. But what drop don't do is talk too much about my personal surroundings, my personal life. I don't really bring that to the internet. You feel what I'm saying? I don't bring it to YouTube. I don't bring it to Facebook. Don't bring it to IG. But I had a conversation with a female friend of mine. I've been knowing Shorty for probably seven, eight years. Female friend of mine. Nothing sexual, just a female friend. You give me. Now check it. We don't call my female friend Kim. Okay? Her name is not really Kim, but we're going to call her Kim today. And I had a conversation with Kim. Kim has a boyfriend. Kim's boyfriend name, I'm going to say Kim's boyfriend name is Dan. Now, Kim and Dan has been connected at their hip, probably four years now, I'm saying, maybe four years. They have been together four years. I really never had a problem with Danny. Yeah, I know Danny. I see Danny out in the streets. We chop it up. God, I only know Danny through Kim. I only know him through her. So everything that I know about this dude either came from her or a little bit of information this dude wanted to tell me about himself. You feel me? So check it. Long story short, I had a conversation with Shorty yesterday. She was like, yo, drop. I got something to tell you, but I don't know how you're going to take it. I don't know what to do. I mean, you know me. I'm the talking type. People, for some odd reason, feel like they can talk to me. So I'm like, yo, tell me what happened. What's going on? She was like, I came home from work yesterday. And Danny, mind you, Kim has a 13. How old is Shorty? I think Shorty is not even 13. I think she's like 11 or 12. Whatever the case may be, Kim has a, a real, she has a teenage daughter, right? I think Shorty is like 12 or 13. Long story short. Kim says she comes home from work the other day. I mean, like usual. I mean, you know. Her boyfriend did not have her daughter, just for the simple fact her daughter was at her mother's house, right? So her boyfriend was up in her bathroom, in the bathroom. I mean, she said she, he had the bathroom door cracked. Now, the way her apartment is set up, the front door is a, is a nice little distance from, the, from your bathroom at the end of the hall. You get me? So she says she unlocks the door normally like she always do. She says she usually calls this dude when she's on her way home from work just to see what his whereabouts is at and all that. You get me? So she says she didn't call that day. She says she just came. Little mama says she opened the door. She was headed down the hall. She says she didn't even know he was there because he's Scooby don't even have a car. Bro is the fuck and don't even have a car. But she says she didn't even know he was there. So boom, red flag, gang. I mean, at the end of the day, ladies, if yo, if yo, if, if someone you're into is above the age of 25, and I say 25, and I may be pushing it, if they don't have a car, you might need to, okay, if 25 is too young, 28, a car should be involved somewhere in that man's future, you feel me? We didn't even talk about cars, but anyway, she say he don't have, she didn't have a car, so she came in not knowing he was at the house, in the apartment. On her way down the hall, relax and take her clothes off and, 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 and do what she do after work. She passes the bathroom. The bathroom door was cracked. 
Alright, gang. So, I mean, I know you two be on this bullshit, but in between her passing the bathroom and looking through the crack of the door, she said she's seen this guy over the toilet like he was pissing, like he was urinating. You know, men stand up and piss. So if you see a man facing a toilet, obviously you're thinking he's pissing, he's getting. So she said he didn't even know she was in the apartment. So she said she went to push the door. The bathroom door opened and be like, yo, I'm home. And she said she noticed it was like he had something in his hand. So she said, hey, he gave her enough awareness to back up a little bit to see what he was really doing. Long story short, gang, this dude is in there with her daughter panties over the toilet, masturbating some of her daughter panties. Oh. This is, I mean, people, this happens in the real world. You know, this is what we do. We always say shit like that don't happen to black people. That's a damn lie. Shit like that has been happening to black people from the beginning of time. I mean, it's a sad situation. So she said, once she seen that, she said she was puzzled. So she said, she yelled at him. I'm going to use his name. Like I said, Danny, what the hell is you doing? He turns around, throws the little girl's underwears back in the dirty clothes hamper. You old, nasty, decrepit ass out here smelling little girl's dirty underwear is insane to me. But she said he throws her underwear back into the hamper and then tried to close the door talking about, damn, I can't get no privacy. Can I at least this? She's saying, you're not pissing in here. What was that you, that you threw back in the dirty clothes? He's trying to block her from getting to the dirty clothes, trying to block her to get to the dirty clothes. She said, long story short, she pushes him out of the way. My daughter panties is on top of it's sitting on top of the dirty clothes handle. So just like she would think, and just like all y'all think, this 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 nasty ass man, grown as the fuck, is in this young lady house, lusting over her 11, 12-year-old daughter. Women, I said all that to say this. I know it's hard. I know it's hard out here with bills and, you know what I mean? Because you know it's hard maintaining. I live by myself, so I know how hard it is to maintain these bills. You get me? It is not easy. Rent is extremely high. Light bill. Then if you got kids, you have to take care of your kids. And on top of that, everyday life. So I understand these bills is hard, and I understand y'all need help. But sometimes women, y'all kind of do, got to do a better job at judging these people, judging these men. I mean, and I'm not going to say I picked up, I didn't pick up nothing with this dude. I don't be around him long enough to pick up nothing strange. You feel me? I don't even really know the guy like that. I just happen to see him out and about every now and again. But at the end of the day, ladies, it's start with y'all. Stop bringing all these weird and unusual men around our kids. That shit has never made no sense to me. If this man cannot treat y'all to dinner, We'll treat you to dinner in these streets for a couple of weeks, even before you even thinking about bringing the introduce to your kids. Leave him where he at. See, we live in a whole different world now, gang. So at the end of the day, I actually I said, all right, so once you found dude doing what he was doing, what did you do? She was like, oh, I spazzed on him. I flipped on him. Okay, but did you kick him out? She was like, yeah. Okay, granted, that's why I don't like bringing, I don't even like talking about stories like this. So I said, okay, what happened? You ain't call, and even though calling police, because it's damn near like if you do that, it's damn near like a he say. She can't prove it. It ain't like she came in recording where she can show it to somebody. So it's more of a he say, she say situation. 
at the end of the day, the police is going to be like, I think we're going to leave it to you just to go ahead and get rid of him, put him out. So I asked, I said, you put him out? She said, yeah. I said, when's the last time you talked to him? She said, look, before I talk to you. My thing is this. Why are you still talking to this dude, gang? Mamas, you just seen this old as a fuck-ass man in the bathroom playing with himself smelling your daughter's underwear. But you got the nerve to tell me you still have conversations with this man? Up until present date, you still, he hasn't been over there, allegedly, because I don't know. He could be over there now. But allegedly, he hasn't been to the house that you still talk to him on the phone. So that means you still are giving him your time. At the, at the end of the day, ain't nothing more important than your child's safety, love. That's all I'm saying. Like I said, gang, I know it's hard out here. I know we all need help paying these bills. Food is extremely high. Gas be up and down. I know it's hard, but you don't want anybody around your child. Any other time, I probably would say more about that situation I heard. But once she says she still keeps in contact with him, how do I look giving my advice when you're not even taking your own because you know better? So if you're not taking your own advice by you knowing better, gang, what makes you think what what makes you think she's gonna pay attention to anything I'm saying? So now I just listen and hope and pray for the best. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, it has to dawn on you. One thing about men, we good with persuading people and convincing people. We are not that person that they think we are. And eventually she's gonna believe him. I don't know how. He could even manage to put words together to explain that. When I'm seeing what I'm seeing, allegedly, because I wasn't there, I can only go by what she tell me. But how can you even fix your face to try to explain that? Ladies, just pay a little bit more attention. I mean, just a little bit. Stop having all these. See, um, I'm dealing with my lawyer based on some of these cases we're putting on ops. We've been, it's been a pretty busy week. You know what? Let me get on camera for the family. How about that? Let me get on camera and show y'all my holiday. I got on my holiday Rochester sweater with the A hat. The A is for Rochester. So I'm I'm Rochester up right now. Arise! I'm not, I want to show y'all my me how I'm rolling. Got the Rochester card right here. Look at this. Got the Rochester card. So I'm. I'm I'm celebrating a Rochester season, ladies and gentlemen. It's real over here. The family and I are celebrating a Rochester early. I'm in the Rochester spirit right now, ladies and gentlemen. Where, where my my beautiful foundation of Black American family right now? We're talking. Let's talk about a Rochester season. And y'all excuse my gardeners are outside doing work for a, a Rochester season. Man, I'm very happy to celebrate. What's up, my Elevation Allah? You did? I'm very happy to celebrate our foundational Black American holiday that we created, where we give honor to our own ancestors for the sacrifices they made for us. We've been presented with all of these different types of cultures and customs that were brought to us by outside people for a long time family we've been told that 
we have to look to outside cultures for influence. And the ancestors, they've come back to tell us, no, you don't have to do that. You gotta, you look in the mirror. You look at who you are. We don't have to look outside anywhere. We don't have to look outside of anywhere because our culture as foundational black Americans is so rich and so thorough and so inspiring. We can look to ourselves for the inspiration we need, ladies and gentlemen. Family, us celebrating our own foundational Black American holiday is a major power Today, us celebrating our foundational Black American holiday, that's a power move for us. That is a power move. Okay? When you can define what your culture is going to be, you can create whatever your culture and your customs are going to be, and you practice that without the approval of the dominant society, that's power, ladies and gentlemen. No Kwanzaa. And let's be real, a lot of us don't really celebrate Kwanzaa anyway because it's too disconnected to our culture. We've never gotten to Kwanzaa, we're gonna be real. So people are saying we want a sweater. You wanna go you want a sweater, go to arrectusussay.com. Um take a good look at this sweater, by the way. Yep, Arrectusussay Day is tomorrow, actually. We're celebrating it now, we're starting early. Now you look at this, you know, rise, the Arrectusussay, the stars that we look to when we're getting freedom. You see that right here? That's a bunch of Harriet Tubman's leading the way. These are a bunch of Harriet Tubman's right here. Y'all better get with this sweater. You dig? You better get with this. Oh yeah, yeah, y'all like the, the, the coordination? Yeah, Kamala Harris does quantity. Listen, man. We've always had a little thing in our ass about Kwanzaa. A lot of us just what we weren't feeling Kwanzaa for a few reasons. Like I said, we weren't feeling it because of the cultural disconnect. These are foreign languages that we were using, um, part of the emoji, emoji, whatever, all of that stuff. And also, um, um, the brother who created Kwanzaa, and his background has always been kind of sketchy. What's up, Long Beach? Shout out to my LBC family. Shout out to Long Beach. Yeah, if you want to sweat it, go to arrectusussing.com. The link is right there. But family, listen. We got the capacity to inspire ourselves. See, we can, we can get inspiration from who we are. And we need to get inspiration from who we are. We need to get our own inspiration because we have the lineage, we have the culture, we have the tenacity, we have the wherewithal, and we have the outlook and the vision to pass that on to future generations. So family, listen, you better acknowledge the three parts of who you are. See, there are three parts of you, family. There are three parts of you. You have um, the ancestral part, meaning your past. You have your present. And you have the next generation, which is your future. And you, you're a part of your own generation because the future you, that's another person. The future you is you, but it is also another person because you're not going to be the same person you were 10 years ago. 
if you are, you shouldn't be. And I'm not talking about as far as your character. You should, if you have a certain character and you have good character, you should always maintain the same good character. But just in terms of wisdom, ideology, certain things you're doing in life, a lot of you are going to be different people than you were 10 years ago. You're going to be different 10 years from now. Okay? You're going to be a new person. Your present self should start giving game to that person in the future. You understand? And your present self needs to start getting the wisdom of your ancestral self. We are our ancestors. I'm just trying to give you some of the game about the spirit of a Ratchasasi. This is the spirit of a Ratchasasi. We gain a lot of stuff from our ancestral past because a lot of stuff that was done in the past, we can learn what to do and what not to do. We can get strength and inspiration from our ancestors and our past selves. When you were younger, ladies and gentlemen, you would do things right, you would do things wrong, and if you were smart enough, you would learn from what you did right and what you did wrong. You can look back at yourself. Ten years from now, when you were a teenager, you did something wrong, you did something right, you look at what you did right, you look at what you did thorough that made people give you respect and honor, you look at some of the things that got you in trouble. And then you learn from that, and you give that name to the present you. You see, you live and learn from your past. And right now, in the present, ladies and gentlemen, you're supposed to be giving game to the future you. You're supposed to be setting it up so that the future you will be thorough. You're going to start making decisions now that's going to make sure the future you is going to be good. You understand? That's the spirit of a righteousness. But when I was telling you, I wrote a book called The Art of Man. I had to sacrifice to write that book because, again, I'm a young dude, mid-20s. I'm single, no kids, women cooperating, crazy. The clubs are popping. I said, you know what? Let me do something for the future. Let me buckle down for a few months. Let me not go out to the clubs. Let me not talk. Let me not get with all the ladies like that. The, the women ain't going nowhere. Let me buckle down for about four or five months. Let me lock myself in the crib. You gotta put your head down sometimes, family. Sometimes, man, you gotta put your head down and get some work done before you go out here and start celebrating. You see, we want to celebrate too much without getting work done. See, you celebrate, ladies and gentlemen, you celebrate after a victory. You celebrate after a win. A lot of times people ain't winning, but you celebrating in the celebration turns into chaos when there's nothing really to celebrate. So I said, let me buckle down, let me stay out the streets for a minute, I'll lock myself in the crib and write this book. I wrote the book, Yard of Man. Put that book out, man, huge selling book. Launched my career. Still getting money off that book now. That book took care of me buckling down back in the 90s in the present looking out for the future. I said, if I write this book, all I got to do is sacrifice not going out, which ain't nothing. I ain't missing nothing. Let me get this popping and my future self is going to be good. And my future self is good. I'm good now. 
that book got in pocket. I, I run into people now, everywhere I go, I run into white people who say, man, I read your book when I was in college and it changed my life. My brothers every day, man, I read your book in college, changed my life. Been a fan ever since. Yeah? Been a fan ever since. So the, the point is, we gain wisdom and knowledge from the past, use it in the present so that we can give game to our future selves and also our future generations. This is for our offspring too. We've got to give some game to them. What we're doing now, ladies and gentlemen, creating our own holiday, we're giving our new, next generation and our future selves cultural relevance and significance so that they can honor who they are and gain strength from that. Especially around this time of year when you have the image of white Santa Claus all over the place. Instead of giving a fantasy, we can tell the truth about history because when we're talking about the Russian we're talking about the truth, what really happened. Our people rose up around this time of year to get their freedom. They used a lot of cutting wit and ingenuity to raise up out of bondage to get their freedom. That's inspirational and it's real. No man slid down a chimney and all of that reindeer stuff. We can teach them real stuff. No, yeah, no more white Jesus stuff either. Because right now, around, around this time of year, our children are getting inundated with images of white Jesus and white Santa Claus. So we have to have something that balances that out, some truth that balances that out, and that's where we are with our foundation of Black American holiday, which is celebrated every year, December 24th. Now tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow, all day, ladies and gentlemen, we should be tweeting and using the hashtag Rochester all day tomorrow. Right? All day tomorrow, we should be tweeting using the hashtag Director Sunset all day. All day nonstop and get a trend. Because we got to understand Juneteenth, that was something created by us. We created Juneteenth. And now, look, years later, it's a national holiday. We set the trend, guys. We have to continue to set the trend. Now, we got to be very careful because now they are co-opting um, Juneteenth. You see? They're co-opting it and mixing it up with so much other stuff. But I digress. That's another story. Yeah, Harriet Tubman, yeah. This is our Santa right here. Our freedom fighters. Harriet Tubman, others. These are our freedom fighters. These are our heroes. Real people who did real heroic things. Yeah. So we're here. Everybody retweet this broadcast. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Um gotta give a speaking of white people. Rest in peace. What's that brother's name who was um he was a dancer on the Ellen show? He was the DJ and the dancer. What was the brother's name? I, I hate that I I'm, I'm getting old. I be forgetting names. My brother passed away. What was his name? Was it Tricks? What was his name? Tricky? What was his name? Y'all help me in the chat. What is that brother's name? Twitch. Okay, I knew it was something with a T. Okay. 
Twitch. Um, the brother Twitch, he was um he was on the Ellen show. Black man, he was on Ellen DeGeneres. You see. And my brother DJ Twitch. So he seemed like the epitome of happiness. He was on the Ellen show dancing. You know what? I, somebody said I need to write a positive self-help book about being Friedman. You know what? That's absolutely true. I'm going to be doing that. But listen, but listen to what I'm saying. Listen. Shout out to the um, cash apps for everybody. Um, rest in power to the brother Twitch. Um, Twitch committed suicide, unfortunately. This brother committed suicide. And here's the thing, family. This brother would be dancing on Ellen's show. He made a bunch of TikTok videos and Instagram videos when he's dancing. And this facade that a lot of us have, where we have to pretend to be happy all the time when we're suffering inside, this is why we need to be in positions where we can speak truth to power. This is why we need to be in a position where we can speak truth to power. Listen to me, family, listen. Having to get up every day and basically bump dance for white people, because unfortunately, that's what our brother had. He was doing, and I'm not saying that to denigrate our brother. I'm not saying that to denigrate our brother, but my man had to get up there and in order to be accepted, the dominant society, they want you to literally dance sometimes. He's married to a white woman. You know, man, you had to do all that. And let me tell you something. I know it was killing you inside because that's not who we are. That's not who we are. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be a performer for white people all the time. And this man had to be a performer all the time. You have to keep up this facade. Just like Sammy Davis Jr., you know, he was suffering internally because he had to laugh and joke and be the butt of the racist jokes. And Sammy had a very dark thing going on. Sammy was messing around with the, the Church of Satanism and stuff. He was up there messing with Anton Levy and all of these people. Sammy was all song and dancing and tap dancing. He was a phenomenal, talented brother. But behind the scenes, this dude was with the Church of Satan. There was some dark stuff going on. That kills your spirit having to bug dance. That's why it's important to be around like-minded people so that you can be yourself, man. It's, a, it's important, man, when you can be around like-minded people so you can be yourself. That's why the barbershops became so popular in black society. Um, people always say the barbershop, that's the black man's social club. To a certain degree, it was because um, when black people started moving to the north, around World War One, you were in segregated places, you couldn't really speak out at the job, you couldn't really venture out outside of certain urban areas. It was very dangerous for black people. They make it seem like all the racism was just in the South. No, in the North, you could, yeah, you, you better study Sammy. A lot of folks don't know he was into Satanism. Y'all didn't know that? I get on Master here on your day. Y'all did not know about Sammy Davis Jr. and that Satanism thing? Google that. Google that, guys. A lot of folks don't know about this stuff. We're going to do some history today. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But, um, 
a lot of black folks when they moved to the north, they needed a place and venues to really speak their minds. You couldn't do it in church like you wanted to because churches were they, they would monitor churches around that time. You know, you know, they had a lot of ops in these churches, so you couldn't really say too too much in these churches. You had um, a couple of Prince Hall Masonic lodges, but a lot of folks didn't want to have to go through all of those rituals to become a part of the lodge. So the only other safe place for black men to really get a lot of stuff off their chest were barbershops. You could be around other people. Um, you didn't have prying eyes of ops in there like in certain churches. So those barbershops in the north, that's where a lot of black men can just get a lot of stuff off their chest and just really speak, speak their minds about a lot of things. So that they can just cope and just dump. Sometimes you gotta dump all that stuff out. And a lot of times, man, when you don't have anybody to dump that stuff with, it messes with your soul. That's why a lot of these dudes, when they are, like Sammy was eating, was married to be white women, and his brother Twitch had a white wife. You can't really get stuff off your chest with these white women. You understand what I'm saying? You can't really, you know, when you're dealing with stuff throughout the day, you still got to come home and play the same role to a certain degree. You can't really get that stuff off your chest with your, your white significant other because they don't really um, understand what you're going through. And again, they still understand the power and the privileges they get from the dominant society. So you can't even relate at home in your bedroom to somebody who can understand where you're coming from. Like if you have a black significant other, you can come and just kind of chop it up with a significant other. Y'all both get stuff off your chest and you feel each other and you comfort each other to a certain degree. You know you got each other's back. You can't do that with a white significant other, to be honest. You still have to play a damn role to a certain degree. Okay? And that kills a lot of people inside. Even the tethers, that messes with them inside. Like, look at this right here, for example. Now, this this right here, this is an example of somebody. This is a TikTok video. This is an example of somebody having to play a role at home. Now, this woman is clearly a tether. She's like, I might be a seven to blacks. Hold on. I'm not going to play the audio, just music playing. But I'm a 10 to colonizers with a slave finish. You see what I'm saying? Let me play that again. That that type of stuff, when you got a white significant other, you got to do all of this type of nonsense. All right. You see what I'm saying? So that type of stuff, family, especially if you're a black man, it's not in a man's nature to have to bottle in how he feels like that. You dig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, I know. Yes, I know. But that kills a person. That kills the spirit having to buck dance like that. That kills your soul having to buck dance like that. And going to a job and having to be fake all day, that kills your spirit. Somebody said, where's our land? This is our land here. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is our land here. We're on our land right Not now. Bad. Shout out to uh, Samani no. Welbeck. 
Now that's just Marty Wellman. So RIP to the brother Twitch having to deal with what he was dealing with. That's unfortunate that our brother had to take his life like that. FTX killed that man. They finally said that. They think that's what they wanted to create. I want us to be able to be around like-minded people so that we can talk about things pertinent to our community so we can get stuff off of our chest. This is why we have so much strife going on because we have so much stuff bottled up. We don't know how to relate to people to get stuff off of our chest. We don't know how to chop it up with people. That's why we need to start creating um, institutions. Like that's why we got things out of people. Yeah, I want sipping our shit. Motherfucker shaped like a, um, a shot glass. Yeah. We can come in and talk about anything, be around our own like-minded brothers and sisters, doing business with each other, networking with each other, vibing with each other. We don't have to put on fronts for each other. We're just being ourselves, enjoying our family, man. Right? Without the riffraff nonsense. Is it? Yes, the museum. This is why we got the museum. Yeah, I got the car. People are going to have events at the museum all the time. We're going to have all types of events. Yes. Okay. We come on in. We got events. Not today. People just chopping it up and buying. Oh, and the infighting comes when nobody's focused on each other. Normally, whenever you see a lot of people fighting, it's two things. Usually, when people are just doing idle business, when you're just hanging out. I'm so when you're just hanging out usually at clubs, mm-hmm. bars, the Waffle House, yeah, you know, because what happens so is like the it. Waffle House yeah, fights start like after the yeah, club is over. My style. Okay. You, know, I mean, you couldn't fight the club. I love, the club has security. Still. So then you go to the Waffle House and ain't too much security at the Waffle House. So the people you want to fight at the club, you can go fight at the Waffle House. Because everybody's just at the Waffle House treating that as a club. And I'm using the Waffle House as a stand-in for a lot of after-hour spots that we, we go to after the club. But notice, you see a lot of videos of Waffle House fights. And that is getting less clean. Because it ain't just about eating people and they're trying to kick it and just lounge, and then that turns into conversation. When there's no plan, when there's no focus, it hits you. The energy turns negative, and it turns into conversation. If everybody has an agenda, we want to come in here and be so, about empowerment. Heard the community is different. For example, we just had the FBA reparations rally in DC. Positive, positive. Everybody was on the thinking cues. Thousands of people came out. Everybody was flying. All of us. The only negative energy were us that were sent in by white mommy, white daddy. But their energy could not even dissipate the positive energy and the constructive energy that the FBA family had. So their their energy was in effect. You see? You understand? So we gotta understand how the energy works. When groups of people come in with a goal and they're focused on something constructive, that right there is like eighty percent of the problem when it comes to elite. Negative energy. Oh, yeah. Do 
feels the energy is that positive the infighting energy just goes and dissipates you understand gotta understand the game people ask me about the whole situation Y'all hear about that situation? Romeo has been going off on his dad, Master P. Romeo has been going off on his dad. He's been kind of talking breezy about his dad, saying, oh, his dad did this. And well, what, what is he actually saying? I'm trying to understand. Um, these, I think Romeo was upset that one of his siblings committed suicide. Rest in peace to the sister. One of Master P's daughters, she committed suicide. She was going through mental health stuff. And I think Master P put up a tweet speaking about mental health because somebody died. I think probably around um, the Twitch guy. It might have been the Twitch guy. But but Romeo was like, well, Dad, how do you, you sound like a hypocrite? Um, how are you going to sit up here and talk about him and his mental illness in our family? So Master P paid Romeo was like, yeah, years man, we, we ain't got the kind of money we're supposed to have and whoop de whoop and we out here front and I think Romeo was very disrespectful. They said they took his money to pay his taxes. I think Romeo was very disrespectful. I think Romeo was extremely disrespectful. They said he just hurt. That wasn't cool with Romeo. He said his dad spent his money and made ass with Romeo. He said Master P took all took away all his money. But he made um, for the tax. Romeo was in the wrong one. Look. Romeo has a career because of this game. Yes. Romeo has a career because of his dad. Then he's saying his dad's putting up a front. Nah, that's disrespectful. You don't do that, man. And your dad was there for you. Look. Romeo was put on by his pops. I remember doing the show on BET. They had a show called Old Drama. I remember being at the backstage before we went on. Um, 2000, 2001, something like that. And um, I remember being backstage, and Master P was, I think they performed. Really, the I show. just don't I understand. Master you don't P like water, but you like getting brushed. You stand here all day if I do this. I don't make no sense. I swear you had to be a cat in your previous life. I ain't never seen no dog not like no water. Sacrifice for his family. Master P did all the and hard I mean, work so wet my ass up to breeze through as much as they could. You know you, what you be doing. Bro. Master P put in a lot of work. Uh, I, I know what I you be doing. Can't, I can't respect that dude. Respect no, wait. You know I got to brush the tail. Stop father that. put him on. Then We ain't have no nappy tail around here. very ungrateful. See, I don't... Romeo's trying to sound like these white kids. These spoiled white kids who sit up here and your parents give you everything. No, you know, I give you a lane and they want to disrespect your parents. No, that don't work on black families, bro. God, you're like a child. Yeah, we don't know the details, but yeah. But that ain't cool, Romeo. That That's just not okay. cool. All done. Yeah, you dad got him a show. Well, I got to give you yeah, a treat for that. On, you don't disrespect your parents. Wait a minute. I just brushed you. I got to give you a treat for that. Yeah, you don't disrespect your pops like that. You really expect me to be? I'll be damned. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, then Bow Wow was disrespecting Jermaine Dupree, and then the brat had to check Bow Wow. You look your yeah, look. Got these little new generation I know. I already know. Who, I didn't think I'd be a treat after I brush you and stuff. 
And the many you don't want to treat every time I bet your ass. Both y'all the dogs that don't think that y'all dog. Yeah, a little bit now. What's wrong with my loft bed? He's there early. What's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with it. Not really a big monstrosity now that y'all got it. Right. Yeah, now, right. yeah. I'm just I'm trying sorry, to figure out what to do with everything. That's all. Just in there looking right now. You did. And we're working hard to get this museum popular. We're working very hard to get this museum popular. There's a lot of micromanagement management stuff that's going on. Hold on. Go around to the back and go in. Right. Yeah, I got a lot of people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. I'm sorry about that, guys. Oh, God, it's, it's a busy day. That's why I've been so good. This is the shit I've been doing all week, man. We, we're working hard to get this stuff together. We got uh, painters, people put in the floor, uh, oh, just a million things, and we just got to micromanage every little thing, every little thing. You, what do you want us to do with the toilet? You got to paint the, the molding. And... Yeah, we, we get it. We get it together. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. All right. But, yeah, like I said, man, all of that ungrateful stuff, that ain't cool. That is not cool whatsoever. All of that ungrateful stuff, that is not cool whatsoever. Yeah? Oh, 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 somebody took over. Mexican contracted? Oh, 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 here's the bad faith arguments. Oh, here's the bad faith arguments. Uh oh. Are we doing the bad faith arguments? Oh, Lord, don't do the bad faith arguments. Don't start the bad faith. Don't start that bad faith bullshit. Don't even start that stuff. Lord. He's doing all of this. Come here a little bit. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing it. We're making it. Put your collar on. Come yeah, yeah, if you want to contribute to the museum, that would be great. Go to hitmehistorymuseum.com and we'll get this stuff. Ow. Oh, yeah. Here they, here they go. We, Hold on. Oh, they catch her. You know, I gotta be careful when I put a collar on. You know, they ain't got no arguments, but they got a concocted argument. So now you're gonna see a dozen videos of plebiscite babbling trolls. Your room and that room is cold. Yeah. Uh, man, you got it in the right temperature. Uh, the plebiscite yeah. babbling is coming. The plebiscite babbling is coming. But it's all. Um, like I said about Romeo, I think that was very disrespectful. That was very disrespectful to Romeo. That wasn't cool. 
Oh, oh, let's go to the bad faith. Oh, before we go, um, oh, no. let's go to the bad faith chart. We, all, we already know the bad faith arguments were coming up. Hold on. We already got that on the bad faith argument chart. Okay. Okay. Here's the, once we get the museum popping, which we're getting it popping now, here comes up and coming bad faith tether complaints when the museum opens. Okay. Why are there just two restrooms? Why is there no parking? Why is there no food, nigga? Where is Where's the movie theater? There? Why is there only one wheelchair ramp? Why, why are no Afro beats in here, nigga? Why is there no third floor? Why is there no LGBT representation? Why is the plumber Hispanic? So yeah, that was already on there. That was coming. We already knew that one. Yeah. Why is there only one wheelchair Why is the plumber Hispanic? Is the museum secretly funded by the Illuminati? So yeah, those are typical plebiscite babbling, bad faith complaints. Nothing but this. All right. All right. So we already know how bad faith bullshit arguments go down. Oh yeah, we already know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why is over Hispanic? Yeah. Sadly. Yeah, we already know that. That's too low. All bad faith arguments. That's the least it can be. Sadly, at the oh. Yeah. Why is it not free, nigga? So what I gotta do? Put a meter in there. Man, you gotta heat it up a little bit. So look, the second floor hallway at seventy-four. But I hope Romeo and his dad. I hope they get together. I just think that was very disrespectful. Disrespecting the dad. You know, put the heat in the room. Put that bumper in the rain. Entitlement. That's not a good one. That's not cool. That's not cool whatsoever. Speaking of disrespect. Oh yeah, failures love to nitpick at. All of those are nitpicking distractions to hide the fact that they don't have anything popping themselves. Okay. Speaking of things not popping, did y'all see some of the reviews for that new Whitney Houston movie when they got a non-FBA playing Whitney Houston, which I'm not going to see, and many of us are rejecting because we saw that you know it, it wasn't going to be popping like that. Yeah, I want to This is the New York Post. I want to dance with somebody. Review the Whitney Houston biopic is a travesty. Even they're calling it out. That's why yeah, this movie is going to flop. We ain't really rocking with this. We're not trying to see a non-FBA play one of our icons. And let's look at some of the things they're saying in the movie. Uh, in the reviews. Okay, hold on. Let me get down. Um. This is the thing that that stood out to me. The film wades into later revelations that Whitney Houston was secretly bisexual. Man, that's some bullshit. Rebel who refused to wear dresses. They try and say Whitney Houston was secretly bisexual. That chick like dick. Particularly Bobby Brown. And they about to have a tether. Play her in her documentary. Some agenda in there, guys. This is why we ain't really rocking with. Yeah, they, I saw the trailer when they had the Robin character. I said, oh, Lord, it's about to be an agenda. And here they go. They're slipping in that agenda stuff. And let me see. The same goes for Whitney Houston's drug use. They never made clear when she first started using cocaine. Or at one point, you won't Dr. find Dion out. Dionne Warwick started her on that blow. An erratic addict, so they just make her a, a coke addict out of nowhere, don't explain nothing. 
Okay. Let me see. The movie feels endless. Many of the musical sequences drag. Unfortunately, the vocals are actually Houston's, but we never fully believe they're coming out of Abby's mouth. Yeah, we just don't believe it. The actress, who doesn't look much like Houston to begin with, lacks her energy and star power. That's what we were saying. Wow. That's what we were saying. This ain't it. No. That's why we ain't rocking with this. We've said that. She's not giving Whitney. We don't get Whitney out of this woman. This woman don't have the same lineage, the same energy. We don't believe her singing these songs. We're not sold. We don't believe you. You need more people. Yeah? You don't have the spirit. And the producers of this don't have the spirit and the energy. Let me tell you something. The movie Malcolm. Malcolm X and Spike Lee did. That was a phenomenal movie. Spike got robbed off that movie because they didn't give him the right awards. They didn't, Denzel should have gotten best Oscar, best everything with that, that movie. That was a phenomenal movie, the, the Malcolm X movie. The movie had the right spirit because Spike, FBA brother, came in with the right respect and spirit for the, the subject. Denzel, FBA brother, channeled the energy of Malcolm. Denzel's from New York. He grew up in a time where Malcolm was a thing as a young man. And then that's why the energy was there. That's why the energy was there. But what's love got to do with the movie? They were robbed on that one too. Angela Bassett, FBA sister, playing an FBA icon, even though Tina Turner walked right here with a damn British accent. She's still an FBA icon. Lawrence Fishburne played an FBA icon, even though Ike was abusive. Ike was one of the founders of rock and roll, put out one of the first rock and roll records. They carry that energy. You understand? The energy is very important. That, that energy is very important, ladies and gentlemen. You did? Oh, Angela did a phenomenal job on what's love got to do with it. Yeah, yeah, Cameron as Alpo. Growing up in that era, you grew up around these guys, so you understand the spirit, you understand the energy, you understand the swag. That's something that you don't learn in an acting class. And Denzel talked about certain things. He said, as an actor, when you come from a certain part of the culture, there's certain nuances that other people can't understand. He was talking about how a lot um, Martin Scorsese does Italian films and, and has a lot of Italian actors. He understands Italian nuances that other people might not, might understand. Denzel broke it down like, as a black person, you understand parts of black culture. You understand on Sunday the smell of a hot cone in the room when people get ready for church. That's something. That's a cultural thing that. A lot of folks just don't get it. If you're not a part of the culture. Understand? I'll give you another example. Our Booty Bear cartoon. One of the favorite characters a lot of people love. They love the Percy Earl character. 
they love the character of Percy Earl. They love that. And what's funny about Percy Earl, in order to understand in, in the comedy of Percy Earl, you have to be a part of that theater culture. One funny part of the, the lady, and we got another one, the, we got another Gucci Bear cartoon that's going to be out in a few weeks. That's so damn funny. <laughs> it's so damn funny. Can't wait. But one part of the Gucci Bear cartoon that, that the last episode that was very funny, when Percy Earl was working on his fence singing Johnny Tim, people found that very funny. Just the nuance of that. <laughs> He's working on his fence singing old Johnny Taylor song, singing this one lady. Just that's a that's an FBA nuance that you you gotta get. You would have to grow up in that culture to even get that. Everybody loves the Percy Earl character because you know somebody in your family, an old black man like Percy Earl, who talks the gang shit, sings blues songs under his breath. That's something that somebody outside the culture, you can't really capture that. You know? That's a part of the culture. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a cultural thing. So that's why a lot of these people who play these non these non-FBA people who try to play our roles. They don't capture all the nuances of it. The energy ain't there. The spirit ain't really there. I mean, you might have the acting chops, just like Cynthia Rebo playing Harriet. We weren't feeling it. We weren't feeling Cynthia Rebo playing Harriet. All that bucking our eyes, running around, bucking, no, no. That, that wasn't Harriet's spirit. We knew what Harriet's spirit was. That wasn't Harriet's spirit. Running around crying and bucking your damn eyes. No. No, 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 yeah. that wasn't, no, that wasn't us, we weren't feeling that, so we go in things with a different spirit, we go in things with a different energy, we go in things, we, we understand certain situations that a lot of outsiders don't understand. For example, we understand that for the most part, many of us understand that you can't be punk dancing for these people in the dominant society too long because they will turn on you. We know that. We know that they'll turn on you at a certain point. That's why they like to get non-FBA tennis to do their dirty work. There's another story that came out of New York. Let me show you guys this. This guy right here, this non-FBA dude up in New York, he's a lawyer. This dude right here, this dude, he defended the NYPD in court. What they would do, um, all of these cases in New York, when they were brutalizing black people, they'd get him to represent them. He would be their house Negro that they would bring in court to, to explain for them. So for 11 years, Carl Ashante represented the New York City cops in civil rights cases. Then they charged his ass with a crime he didn't commit. So they turned on him. <laughs> they ended up turning on him. He did all that cape and he was the Negro whisperer and they ended up turning on this fool. Tether. You see? Dumbass nigga. Sam Bowen never pays, ladies and gentlemen. No, I don't. Plan no retirement plan. There is no plan. retirement plan in Sam Bowen. There we go. You understand? 
There's no retirement plan with that, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Put the nutrients in the bitch. So, like a marathon of motherfucking content. If you ain't gotta do nothing except chill all day, we ain't gotta go no goddamn way. Uh, I guess these motherfuckers will figure out that these factors ain't going out until Monday. Just go ahead and print them out. Let me get them out of the way. The two pipes. Telling us for years what the hell we ain't going to not tomorrow. Are now trying yeah. to slither around. I'm gonna ride with you, man. To undermine what we got going on. Look at this. I, I, I could drive today. I'm an all weather driver. Trying to denigrate us getting our reparations. I want y'all to hear this. Listen to this. Now bear with me on this. Listen to this. I'll be like, stick my head. Hey, listen to this wet back bitch. Bitch, go back to Mexico. Stuff some tamales, bitch. She got red hair, so she don't like her original hair. Yeah, that's the same bitch. Uh, Phil. Yeah, yeah, Phil. Yeah, you you ashamed of your hair and shit? Trying to look like a white bitch. Okay, start calling ice on these motherfuckers. Let's make sure everybody's student visa and, and motherfucking green card wasn't printed around the block. And more people have started saying, call ice on these motherfuckers. Not just you tether motherfuckers, but you wetbacks talking this disrespectful shit. Because we're old reparations, and we're old 40 acres and a goddamn mule. And goddamn it, it's not going to get no silent. It's going to get more louder. And I have, God willing, 
covertly violent until we get what we want. Why? I smoked a joint driving from here to Chicago. And I ain't have a goddamn problem. We're trying to leech off you. I don't feel woozy. You're coming over here. All my tax dollars, but we're leeching off. After this nigga goes off, I'm going back to PlayStation and kick some ass. Which is the Dreamer program? Yeah, the post office is open. No rain, no sleep, no motherfucking fuck up. They open. We did build California and the rest of the. Well, they're gonna be open late tonight. Tonight, tonight. They gonna be open late tonight. Was it six p.m.? You drop them off. Put them out so I can pack that shit up. Oh yes, we did build California and the rest of the damn United States. All right, got the envelope ready. Understand? And we been here. We've been here longer than any of them. There's always been black. See if they want if they want any specific color. On the North American Tell my Jew jokes and shit. Say from the ADL and all the other little sissy ass uh small hat motherfuckers. I say we're really the chosen God's chosen people. For business, money is money. I don't give a fuck if we selling the Jews. Okay, well then if you're doing it on YouTube, we gotta we gotta be above the board. We don't want no strike. Yeah, you go on there and promote yeah. Yeah, I, just, no I, I, I do a little right promotion and shit. You just know you I don't get in front of no camera. You can't get in front of the camera. I ain't gonna you camera. What do you mean? Who's all this gonna belong to when I'm gone? Yo. Who's gonna be gone? Look how these motherfuckers just played me with this motherfucking doctor's appointment shit. They know there's something wrong and they ain't telling me what it is. I'm telling you, it's the same MO what they did to my uncle. And then they like, oh, you got terminal cancer. You can't do shit for you. You are the one. His last fucking three months, he was miserable. You are the one, ladies and gentlemen. You are the salt of the earth. What the fuck did she want? This is why everybody comes and tries to undermine you all the time. You You want specific color? You do not undermine people who do not have innate greatness. You have innate greatness. You know what? She paid. Print both the motherfuckers out. Yeah, just like that. that. Yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb. If she so could have did three, three, she would have got 20% off. No, see, that's what I'm saying. You are the Can one. I email her and tell her to buy foundation of black Americans. That's what I'm supposed to do. 
No, because she's already did. Um, she already paid for it. Okay. You gotta you have three one. things in your cart. Right. You yeah, put both of them We get them off to our mail at the same time. Shit, we may even tape them together. Shit. And we got to understand all these other people who try to undermine us, who've been trying to undermine our claims for years. When we start talking about what we need to do as far as reparations, understand all of these That's other all right. She paid for two shipping when I could put both of them in one envelope. I put one in each envelope. She paid for shipping. It is what it is. Print that shit. That the plebiscite babblers were doing, and the, the plebiscite babblers be clicked in with some of these racist Latinos against us, by the way, too. Let's go to church today. Can we get real today? Can we get real? I'm gonna have to get offensive today. But she has to realize that she's not going there on the right that are problematic, not the ones disrespectful. I hate the motherfucker like the cross the street like across it, you see that S class with Sadie Benz? You see how low it is to the ground? Motherfucker can't pay that seven thousand dollars for all four of them fucking air air uh struts. All of that stuff. Now the motherfucker moved in this bitch down there 25, 30 years ago. Ain't spoke to me. Breaks his arm trying to wait for that next door white neighbor here. And remember what his bitch was wearing that day? Yeah, he was out of the country. That's only. Only time I seen that bitch in American shit looking like salt pepper getting ready to get a food in our All of a sudden, you want to talk at the reparations hearing yes, now. Brother. You want to chime in on reparations and you were the main people telling us we ain't going to get nothing. These were the main Negroes telling us we weren't going to get nothing. It's doing right. It's just working. Hold on, guys. We don't go there again. Everything's changing up. All right. You know hey, babe, call the dude. Tell him we'll come and get that motherfucking uh, printer. I mean, that computer today. Okay. Let me see if they open. All right. It's 4 o'clock. So if you're talking about going out, we got to get ready to go out. Damn. You, you want to pick it up today? Tomorrow? Pick it up tomorrow, man. No, no, I missed this boy call again. You must have got the money. On. Turn it on. Let's go here. Let's go here. Because when we see some of the notice, like last week, we did a whole bunch of shows talking about. No, I'm ready for the second. Damn. I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. My ringtone ain't that low. We did a bunch of shows last week. A lot of us were talking about. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Where the phone was coming around, babbling and trying to undermine. Reparations conversation. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to work. He tell me more signs. you like you carry your phone around. Don't they know that you don't carry that bitch around? Let's get real about these people. And then I can't take when we see them when when you have pieces of shit as your representatives, like Taharka Bay, who's a piece of shit. You don't call her back. Other people said around Bay is a piece of shit. I guess I was out doing other stuff. All of these pieces of filth representing your organization, we have to start looking at that organization and what it's really about. We gotta start doing the deep dive into that organization. 
I'm saying they need to do more science to the of America. To be honest, that system ain't shit up as an organization. How would I not know he dead? Yeah, you might have a couple of people. I'm calling you. I know you there, bitch. What you mean? I can't have Jose Pimentel, I like him. He's a part of the more science of America. He's a great historian. But they're so far in between, man. When you have all of these people who ain't shit, a part of your organization, for real, that means the root of the organization. Let me go there. They have this I'm saying the Moorish Science Temple of America, as an organization, y'all ain't worth a damn as an organization. What has the Moorish Science Temple of America? done yeah. constructively in the last hundred years they've been around for a hundred years and they ain't really got shit to show for but a bunch of plebiscite babbling buffoons i'm going there today oh no they don't claim the harker yes they do that's another no 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 yes the harker is a grand chic of that bullshit. <laughs> they try no don't try to distance yourself I from the bullshit niggas. No, he's a part of it. He represents that organization. I, I've had a, a couple of the people try to disown the heart of bitch. No, 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 no. That's your guy. You ain't gonna disown that dude. He represents that organization. And you allow him to represent your organization. And you know that he's a sexual abusing, child abusing, abusing a, a, a woman abusing piece of filth. And so many other people. Samir Bay, that nigga owes me money for a judgment. I had to sue this nigga for bootlegging movies. Oh, <laughs> I heard about that nigga. Yeah, Years ago. Yeah, he was selling out undercover uh, artists from the and shit. He got back to Tyree. Yeah, well, let's, look back and, let's just look back and be real. What has the I'm asking you guys, what has the Moorish Science yeah, Temple of America yeah, done for black society or anything What have they done? Like, yeah, I got five, five I mean, let's, let's just use logic. I like to use logic. The Moorish Science 